Apollo. It's deeper than rap. They hate the pot Apollo. It's not a podcast. It's a pod experience. Hey, man, I can't even call it a podcast no more, man. I gotta call it podcast, man. It was straight wild. And we're back. Hello, are you cool, Captain? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Hello, are you cool, cats and kittens out there? This is Two Kings in a Pod. Back with another special edition. It's your boy, Free Blanche, a.k.a. Blanche Radamus, a.k.a. B. Diddy, a.k.a. The COVID Ducker. AKA been too legit to quit. And I'm here with my boy. It's your boy, C. Will Holler, AKA the pod father, AKA the professional conversationalist, AKA the COVID dodging man in <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> the COVID dodger. So we just over here podding. <laughs> Pardon. He said, uh, so you say? The tune is off, but the wood is good. The wood is good. The wood is good. Boy, could you imagine telling the chick that? <laughs> man, listen to me. Listen to me, man. It might come up. It might It might just have to come up in conversation. See, see what you working with? Well... Yeah, you know, the tune's off, but the wood's good. Say that the beats is whack, but the stroke is all right. Say <laughs> 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 so, so the tempo is off, <laughs> but the bass is all right. You say the noodle is lit, but the pasta is wet. <laughs> 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 the noodle is limp, but the pot is spicy. <laughs> man. <clears throat> what you been up to, man? Dodging that Rona, man. <laughs> do- do- dodging that Rona, man. Like I said, staying in the house. It's actually been real cold up here, um, which m- makes it much easier to stay stay inside but it's getting serious as a matter of fact i tried to make a target run today waited in line for an hour just to be told within that hour at the end of that hour that uh, i couldn't get inside because i didn't have a mask and they actually did put out um a mandate that you cannot take public transit here in new york without a mask so it's getting serious man or should I say it's been serious? Uh, you got to make, make your own mask then, huh? <clears throat> yeah, well, I have someone sending me one. So hopefully I'll get that soon. But yeah, like, if you don't have one, you got to get access to one. I mean, it's kind of sort of like you think about it. It's kind of sort of like the mask is like the fucking mark of the beast. Like, you, you, can't, you can't eat. You can't, <laughs> you can't get groceries. You can't do nothing without that mask, man. They worried about a damn chip. I'm talking about you can't you can't do nothing without that mask and and we talked a little bit before we went live um 
about, you know, the way the different states are handling the COVID-19 <clears throat> crisis, because you talked a little bit about um, what was going on in Michigan. I know in Florida, Michigan, Virginia, and one more state. But go ahead. But I know in Florida, they're opening up the, they're opening the beaches back up. And I would imagine that uh, with the beaches being open during the spring break this year, spring break 2020, that was a main reason, a main cause of there being COVID-19 spikes within the state of Florida, because Florida was pr pretty flat at the beginning of this. And then out of nowhere, and not out of anywhere, but out of nowhere, right after spring break, you've seen this massive spike. Because obviously, mm -hmm. you know, people probably, you know, down down in Daytona, down in Miami, and then going back home where, you know, they have parents, um, probably elderly people, grandparents, grand aunts and uncles and stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's, it's hugely unfortunate. And I think it's definitely really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I don't want to say unfortunate, but I, it, it's... Um, it's just reckless. It's reckless to be opening back up the the states and the economy and all this other stuff because we're not really through this thing yet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that other state was Minnesota. So okay. Minnesota, Virginia, and uh, Michigan. Basically, some I guess the liberate. Deliberate Minnesota, Liberate Michigan, Liberate Virginia. Um, they're basically tired of the um, Corona um, lockdown restrictions. <clears throat> I mean, I, I was, what do, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, but what do you do when you, quote unquote, built this country on said freedoms? Right. Like they, they, they baked that into the American pie. Right. So now basically. You've been touting freedom for over what, how, 270, however long America's been around. Since 70, 1776, they, that was the Independence War. So you've been touting freedom since 1776. And obviously, us being black, we know it's a bunch of shit. But I think, to your point, liberal Minnesota, liberal Michigan, and <clears throat> liberal what, wherever else you were talking about, now they, they see liberal Virginia, now they have to see, again, like I said on a couple podcasts ago, now they're seeing what it feels like to be black in this country. Yeah, and you know, I, I knew there's always going to be a you know, a two sides of the coin with this whole thing, so like I told somebody last week, I said eventually folks are going to get tired of their restrictions. I mean, it's just, it's just inevitable. Like People are going to say no, and they're going to buck anyway, so they're going to have to either declare martial law or lift the sanctions. Um, I think Trump just said he will leave it up to the states to decide their own fate and how they want to do things. Um, my, my whole concern was if it's, if it's spiking during the quarantine, then what's the point of the quarantine? If the numbers are going up when people aren't, because I can go outside and it's not the same. So clearly people are adhering to some form of the quarantine if the numbers are escalating while less people are out, then you have to look back and say, okay, well, is it doing any good? Now, some may say, well, if people were out, it'd be even worse. But I'm like, 
I feel like the people that's going to get infected are going to get infected. And the folks that aren't, aren't. This is my belief. If you're going to get infected, you're going to get infected. If you aren't, you aren't. And if you're going to beat it, you're going to beat it. If you're not, you're not. So I just think that I get the six feet away. I, I mean, I get the um, not gathering in large groups. But, I mean, for the most part, they're already talking about things getting better in May. And then, you know, things, they're calling it normal resuming back to normal but i heard fauci talking to the lady on fox the one that told lebron to shut up and dribble and fauci said well this is not the kind of virus that's just going to go away and i said well technically none of the viruses have ever just gone away this is no different like these viruses we've always had are still around they just People don't catch them because they may have vaccines. People may do things differently. I don't know. But the viruses are around. I just think that, in my opinion, they're pushing this coronavirus like a the only way to basically beat it. And this, is, this was her point, is to get a vaccine. And it's just funny to me that AIDS has killed so many people, but they aren't, they aren't giving campaigns to have folks take the cure for AIDS. So... It just seems like with this coronavirus, there's an agenda behind this virus reaching a certain level to make people say, you know what? I want to resume life as normal. Let me get the vaccine. <clears throat> well, I definitely think that you it's, it's very tricky and almost dangerous to co co compare it to AIDS and HIV, which I understand. And I understand why people would do that because they're both viruses. But here's why it, it's definitely tricky and dangerous. Because you don't, you can't get AIDS from just going outside. Like you, you have to engage in certain activities and, and even a behavior to, to contract HIV uh, that eventually turns into AIDS. Um, now with coronavirus, you're just doing the everyday normal things that you would do regardless of lifestyle. So going to the gym, going to the stores, going to take just taking the train, catching the train to work and you could you can impact, you can get this. Now, here's where it really gets tricky to your earlier point because no one can determine how this thing is going to affect or impact the human body individually and definitely you can't determine how it's going to uh, uh, impact and affect the family unit collectively. Uh, case in point, um, if we have a small gathering of friends, one of us is infected, eventually you're going to go back to your life, I'm going to go back to my life, and whoever else is going to go back to their life. And then if, you have, if, you, if you're taking care of an older person at home or you're going to stop by and visit your aunt, your elderly aunt, um, who may have COPD or diabetes or, you know, um, emphysema or, you know, you what I don't know, like high blood pressure, asthma. Dealing with the coronavirus is definitely going to be an issue for people with compromised immune systems. So the 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 virulent nature of this virus is really what's catching everybody off guard. Now, I'm not saying this to promote fear and tactics or anything like that. I, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Like, what's going to happen is going to happen. Sure, I'm not going to do anything to promote it happening. <clears throat> I'm not going to, you know, change up how I'm doing and living life without, you know, any 
real major um what's the word i'm looking for pivots versus what i got to deal with because of this is what society is doing mm-hmm. i.e me have, having to stand in line and couldn't get into target because i didn't have a mask obviously i got to go get a mask now to go get groceries unless i have everything delivered so i mean i do listen you and i both know the way the politicians have handled this uh pretty wrong from the jump the way the media has covered this has been wrong from the jump and i think we we're just really dealing with the chickens man they finally coming home yeah <clears throat> and we do, that's all it is i mean all the bad behavior all the bad american habits and behavior is really coming to a head and it's coming to a head at one point yeah um i i listened to fauci and this is and this is you mentioned the media and this is what i talk about when i talk about this virus not being handled like anything else throughout the history of viruses that we've seen in this, in this country, probably even the world. So Fauci says this, the coronavirus reminded him of the AIDS slash HIV epidemic in the black community. But when the lady makes the same comparison he makes about the virus, he says not a fair comparison. Again, what we find is that the truth always finds its way out and it's usually going to be through black people. When they realized, they said, okay, black people are dying at disproportionate rates. And they specifically said because of poor health. And I think the issue we got to realize is that if you have a compromised immune system, I don't care what's floating around. The common cold, True. flu, anything is going to be harmful to you. So I think that what we've done is we try to kind of abandon traditional logic when it's come to medicine to think that the coronavirus is acting any differently. It's not. It's acting the same as any other virus. If your immune system is compromised, it's going to attack. Now, the difference is certain viruses attack different parts of your body. This so happens to attack the respiratory part of your body. But if you get AIDS, more than likely you're going to die from pneumonia. That's just how this stuff works. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's just how it works. So I just think that when I listen to Fauci and the media and I listen to the president, I listen, I say, okay, I, it seems like there's two different messages being pushed out there. I, I listened to one doctor do an interview. He said he get a, he got a seven page. He said he, he got a seven page manifesto and a few of his other doctor friends got a manifesto and is telling them basically how to fill out a death certificate. And it's saying that you don't have to have a positive COVID identification on a person to say they have COVID on a death certificate. Well, to me, that's a problem because if a doctor is able to assume something, it can just be the wrong assumption. I've gone to a doctor many times. I told him what was wrong. They said, no, it's not that. Let me check it out. Just for me to go back and then say, okay, you were right. That was it. All I'm saying is we can't just be saying, I think someone has Corona. You may have it. Sure. You may have sinus. But sure. I think that's what's been happening because they don't have enough tests. So if they don't have enough tests, then the numbers they are saying has to be somebody saying, I'm going to make an educated medical guess that this person has it, or I'm going to assume this person has it, but they could be wrong. I was just questioning, well, how are these numbers just spiking like this and the people aren't around? People say, well, you know, you... I said, listen, there has to be some reason for the spike. But then these doctors are coming forward and they're saying, we've been given a page on how to identify COVID, and that doesn't mean you have to have a positive test. I said without a positive test result, 
they could literally have an allergy from something and you might think it's COVID and a person might die or a person might die from stroke, might die from heart attack, whatever. And then you say, okay, they had COVID. I'm not saying the virus doesn't exist. I'm saying the numbers on the virus to me have been inflated a little bit because they don't have enough tests. And the tests they did have were giving out false positives. So I just, I don't know. I think that the media, the government have not handled this thing correctly. And I believe there is an agenda behind all this as well, because there is a profit margin behind a catastrophe. Always. I mean, you, you've heard that. I, I think I said this on, on last week's show when, when that, that's the saying in politics, ne- never, never waste a good catastrophe. <laughs> like that's, that's, uh, I mean, even in our lifetime, right. Think about the end of the cold war. Mm-hmm. Think about um, O.J. Simpson. Think about Trayvon Martin. Think about Hurricane Katrina. Think about the market crash. Into what we get to witness is how they politicize these events. Now, Trayvon Martin was tragic enough, like by itself, but that that happened and it got very, very politicized. If you look at the Michael Vick case back in the day, I don't think it would have been that big. But guess what? People forget it was a political year. This is a political mm-hmm. year. So, of course, they're going to use this thing to put their thumb on the scale. They're going to do that. They're going to put their thumb on the scale to tip the balance in their favor. So they're going to stoke fear, which is an old political tactic. They're going to misinform and miseducate the people, which is an old tried and true political tactic. And they're going to fear monger. And meanwhile, to your point, money's being made. On the back end and the front end, because if you look at money being made on the front end, must be. I, I didn't hear what you just. You hear me now? Yeah. Yes, money. Yes, money is being made. I think that Trump has investments in a company that has a drug. They said maybe working, and then you know, hydrochloride. Yeah, or some high like something. I forget the name of it. Yeah, but you know, he has some investments in that, which I'm sure a lot of his other friends do as well. Um, then you got Bill mm-hmm. Gates coming after with this, uh, you know, with this vaccine. I just think it's a little convenient that Bill Gates has been talking about this and he's literally pumping billions upon billions of dollars into the CDC, the World Health Organization. I mean, he's literally pumping all this money into this, quote unquote, I guess, uh, research and development. And it's just ironic that it happens. And he's saying, you know, I've been saying this, but I'm like, yeah, he's been no. saying it. Oh, no, absolutely. It's on, it's on record that he's been not, not specifically for COVID, but honestly, I've actually followed him for a long time. And he has been saying this. Uh, he's done a lot of work with um, smallpox and measles in other countries, definitely in Africa. Um, he was a part of the Zika virus fight and stuff like that. Um, so I can imagine that he was going to step in and try to step up and, and lead the way or, or, or lead the charge or whatever you want to yeah. call it for this thing. Too. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of like, you know, I just follow the money. I look at how much money. Yeah. yeah I look at how yeah. much money China invests in, let's say, Harvard. Harvard is the leading university for all this vaccine and disease and all this uh, research. And then. China's put a lot of money into that. Then they're saying, well, it's possible the virus was constructed or tweaked with in a lab in China. I don't know. It's just a lot of 
be it's a lot of money trails around this thing. And so me personally, somebody predicting something's going to happen doesn't mean it's not orchestrated. And it and it doesn't mean <clears throat> oh oh absolutely and, and, yeah, and I, you know yeah. it it doesn't it doesn't mean that this is not all you know a, a big uh what do they call it, Ponzi scheme because all these CEOs sixteen hundred to date have stepped down and I'm just thinking there has to be a reason that sixteen hundred major CEOs stepped down from companies amidst a pandemic crisis uh, they interviewed the one guy the trucker for Walmart. He said, I didn't had more deliveries to these bunkers than I've ever had in my life. So clearly somebody knows something that's going on. And if somebody knows, then it's a script. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's a script somewhere out, somewhere out there floating. I didn't get the memo. You didn't get the memo. We down here on ground zero, as you call Raccoon City. <laughs> but clearly if folks know something ahead of time, then there had to have been a script. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, you know. Oh yeah! Listen, you and I both know it was a script. Um, you can even go back to early in the year when you not only to your point about the CEO stepping down, but you can also see some of uh, the moves that some of these people in politics were making in terms of people pulling out money, selling off yes. stocks, and stuff. There's a huge. There was a lot of activity with that right before this thing really popped off to what it popped off. And I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you follow the money, you're going to be able to see that folks. Went and put took their money out of this and went and put mm -hmm. their money over here. Um, I would even go so far as to say this: with this quarantine, a lot of people gonna be drinking them quarantinis and they gonna be quarantining. And in in in, in nine months, baby, you're gonna have probably baby the bowl. second. <clears throat> yep. So I'm saying, if you got some sense, you go ahead and buy you some stock and diapers and formula and, and, and baby clothes and stuff like that because in nine months I'm pretty sure you're going to see yeah. a spike go up and you're probably going to see another spike in divorces and stuff like that that's probably going to be in the next six to uh, six to nine months too but here here's here's what we say in the game of life if somebody losing always. somebody's winning just pick it's the right always. side just pick Pick the right side, as, as the old folks used to say. Just read yeah. the tea leaves, right? Just learn how to read. If the tea somebody leaves. is up, somebody is down. It's just that's just how it works, and it, and it's and <clears throat> that's a uni that's a universal law. and it's honorable though. It's just how it works. It's balance, uh, and so I guess the goal is to be on the winning side. You know, come out of this thing better than you were before, as we said before many times. Uh, but yeah, I just I foresee this thing getting better in May, just because folks are going to get tired. And whether another outbreak happens, whether something else, whatever, they may do things prematurely, but I do see things trying to resume back to some semblance of normal uh, in May, beginning of June. Um, but, but what is that? See, and I, and I talked about that with Miko on the podcast, uh, on, on the Wednesday Groove podcast this past Wednesday. What is normal? What is normal? Think about your life as a black person, as a black male specifically in this country. What about your life? Well, my life normal? hasn't actually changed. I haven't felt any different during the pandemic than I ever. I, I felt the same. Like I, I don't feel like anything has changed from. That wasn't my question, though. That that wasn't my question. My question was, what about your life? What is normal? Number one, and then what what about your life was normal? Now, yes, your life was yeah. consistent. I'm with you on that because to your point, the only thing that changed about my life was the fact that I work from home 24-7. Like, that's it. Like, I don't go to work. That's it. Uh, obviously, 
again, not being able to go to the store like I need and want to, but that's not a major change. That's not a major impact. But my point is, what about your life was normal that you would want to even go back to if if, if you were able well, to? Well, let me say this. Our experience in America is normalized. So, so. Oh, okay. Okay. I so, love that path. So for Let's us, life as we know it was, we just adjusted to the, the craziness. We just adjusted to the oppression, but outside looking in, none of it's normal. Um, n- none of it is, okay. is what it should be. So if they, if they re- as I said last week, if they hit the reset button, it's fine with me. If, if Babylon falls, it's fine with me. Like I really, I, I would love to see post Corona Babylon fall in society. I really, cause I know we're going to be good. We'll be good in, in the post-apocalyptic Facts. world. We're going to be okay. But as far as normal, our existence is normal. It's, it's normal for us to go through what we go through because we've normalized it. And society has made it to where we're going to make you normalize it. In, in other words, we can't be victims. We don't. <clears throat> oh, yeah. In a, you can say it all about this. In other words. Yeah, basically, up, yeah. You ain't got no, you ain't got a voice. I just want to say right. you ain't got a voice. So they're gonna make it normal. So if 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 we're going back to that, then by all means hit the button. Uh let Babylon fall. You know, I like in, I like what Samson did. Uh, Samson said, Lord, just give me the strength. Let it all fall. Samson <laughs> <laughs> even, even on, on listening. Samson said, I'll bring it all down. And I feel him though. Because he's like, the way it's going just, now, it yeah, won't be right. Just, and if I do live or, or don't make it, won't matter. So let's start from scratch. So everybody in here going to perish. And we start over. So if this gets us a reset button, I'm for it. I'm for the Rona. Matter of fact, I love her. Um, but again, if this goes back to some more foolishness or an, uh, an, an upgraded level of foolishness or a more heightened level of oppression, then I'm not for it. And I kind of feel that's where this is going to go, though. I'm telling you right now, it's going to go to a heightened level of oppression and it's going to go to a higher level of foolishness because people have not learned. People have not learned that this this one thing that you can learn about what's going on, because, you know, me, I sit back and I observe. I watch the trends. I watch the whole play. Here's some simple concepts on humanity that we haven't been able to grasp since COVID-19 hit the shores of America. Do you think empathy is increased? No, since people. COVID-19? No, no, no. <clears throat> okay, then. So that's one thing that needs to change about how we live our day in, day out. Just having empathy, not sympathy, but just empathy. Just saying, "Hey, absolutely, I understand what you go through as a as a black man. I understand what you go through as a woman. I understand what you go through as a gay person in this country." If you just had empathy. That would make life much better. But no, no one's not going to do that. People want to get back to the familiar, not the normal, because the way we treat people, even the way we treat different people in this country, not the way you and I do it, but the way the collective treats the outsider. Look at what was going on with immigration in this country, separating children from their from their families, from their parents. I mean, that's eerily similar to what the black existence has been throughout the, the entire yeah. existence of this country. That's no listen. What they was doing down in Texas is no different than DCFS coming up in the house 
taking these kids and, and not putting them in better situations. Sometimes splitting them up and putting them in worse situations. Putting them in more. I, I watched that uh, Gabriel Hernandez. Oh, well, I hope I'm saying. Mm, I haven't but watched it I yet. Said, but I said I the same thing. About. I watched it. And I'm like, when it came to the Mexican families, they knock on the doors, everything straight. They're like, that's good. They leave. But when it comes to the black family, can I come in? Where's the child? Let me see the refrigerator. Let me see the clock. I'm just like, goodness. It was a whole, I'm talking about interrogation process with the black family, but the Mexican families, they just was like, eh, is it good? Okay, cool. So one of my friends made up a good point. She said, they don't care about Mexican families, but they want to destroy the black family. And she said, that's the difference. And I think, and I, and, and I think what we're talking about is the intent behind when they separated the families in south of the border or Texas or whatever, border of Mexico and Texas, it was wrong. However, the people were coming to the country illegally. So they were actually doing something that warranted something to happen. I'm not saying it's correct at all. I'm just simply saying there was an action taking place. Yeah, you're not saying you're, 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 you're saying it's not it's not moral. It was lawful. It was lawful. When it came to us, though, yeah, they didn't. They didn't use none of that. They just came in and said, "We want the family the guerrilla, guerrilla tactics." tactics. <laughs> then pimps talk about guerrilla pimping. You know, guerrilla pimp. He go, he gonna draw down and slap <laughs> fire from him. He ain't even do no talking. It's gonna be straight aggressive guerrilla. He nothing. Body's gonna be suave and smooth. Either lay up or lay down. And so, yeah. So. <laughs> But when it came, but but when the world saw that, the world was like, "This is horrible. This is terrible," right? The world was shocked and outraged by that when the kid got separated from their family, and me and you were like, "Wait a minute, this been happening to us for centuries." I'm talking about <sighs> centuries. That's been our existence. That's how our existence started. That that's where the term "sell them up the river" comes from. That's what these types of terms, the peanut gallery. Do no. you know where that term comes from? The, the term peanut gallery is racist in its beginning because when black people were allowed to tend, attend sporting events, namely uh, baseball, they had a segregated <clears throat> section up and out the way. And, you know, they didn't, have, they didn't sell concessions to black people. So the only thing, one of the little snacks that they could and would bring to watch baseball games would be peanuts. Oh. And that's where the peanut gallery came from, because oh, the, the the blacks over there, the niggas over there, up in the corner, up to the right, eating peanuts. Well, I guess it's better than the neck bone gallery, or the, or the ham hog, or the ham hog, mm -hmm. the chitlin, oh, the chitlin, the chit, the chitlin circuit. Well, <laughs> the chitlin, the chitlin circuit. Ain't that crazy? They gave us. They didn't talk about soul food, and it, and it's killing us. Where's the cold cave? Boy, that's cold. Well, I mean. But guess what? Here's the double entendre in that, right? It's soul food because it's easy to separate <laughs> your body from your soul. You ain't lying. <laughs> Diabetes running my family. No bad eating runs in your family. I said there's a and no and, and no <laughs> and one pick, runs that's in another your problem. Family. Nobody is running. That's another problem. Right. Yeah, so. That's all I really had on the Rona, though. Um, 
I guess we'll have another update next week. I think from this point on, it'll be changing week to week. You know, <clears throat> it will be. It, it definitely will be. And uh, listen, I, I like talking about it because we've been able to do these podcasts very consistently lately. And it's good to hear the week over week viewpoint of what's really going on. Like, I know you're a voice of the truth and, and, and for the people. And, and, and I like your voice because it offers opposition. It, one person speaking is never no. good. It's never good. One person speaking is never a good thing. So it's good to hear other people's opinion. Here's what I like to let folks know. Like I even said this, shared this with somebody today. We were talking about something at work. I said, here, I, and I gave this young man this advice as I had to learn this on my own. I said, it's fine. It's perfectly fine to take the, take the advice, opinion, and perspective of someone else. Just know that when you take on the action from that advice, opinion, or perspective, you're the one that's stuck with the tab. <clears throat> so I can listen to you all day. Once I go out here and, and make a transaction off of this advice, if it don't go right, I'm going to go into jail. <clears throat> so that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Like You don't have to take our advice. You don't have to listen to us. You don't have to listen to Dr. Fauci, uh, Bill Gates, or anybody else. You don't have to listen to anybody. You can go out here and literally do what you want to do. But in the end, dot, 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 when the bill comes due, dot, 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 when them chickens in your front <laughs> yard, dot, 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 when the, when the politics man. turn to sticks. Yes, in gloves. You want a brick. Gloves, man. Come on, man. Man wanted bricks. <laughs> you feel me? Just no, just 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 don't just, don't don't stretch out on the on the bed and talk about they lied to me. <laughs> you know, it was funny. I was you. talking with somebody today, and I told him I said <clears throat> she was arguing. We were talking about folks on their deathbed, you know, saying, "Lord, forgive me for all the wrongs I've done. Let me into heaven." And I said, "Do you honestly think it's going to be that easy?" I said, "You think somebody gonna be able to cut up for eighty some years?" Get on their deathbed and say, Lord, forgive me. Let me into the gates. And it's a happily ever after. I said, really? I said, you don't think they got to pay for that? I said, trust me. There's going to be a penance to be paid. I don't know how you're going to pay it, but you're going to pay it because you got to pay that toll. I said, so <clears throat> you're going to be accountable. There's no, it ain't no just Lord, forgive me because the Bible specifically says that the Lord knows your heart. So if God knows your heart, you can't have a genuine intent to ask for forgiveness for you know you about to check out. I remember I was down there feeding the feeding the uh, people under the bridge with a uh, big Ed one time, and there was a guy talking, leading the prayer and talking, and he was in a wheelchair, all shriveled up, talking about how he used to run the streets and do this and all the glory days. But you know, then he got the Lord set him down, and now he gave his life to the Lord. I said, No, 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 no. No, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what you telling me is when your leg was working properly, your body wasn't all shriveled up, you had all your teeth, you, you had that wave, the wave kid in your head, you was running around the streets, whipping and running, causing havoc and mayhem. You weren't thinking about God. Then your teeth fall out, your hair fall out, your body shriveled up and you in the wheelchair. Now you're going to serve the Lord. I said, serve the Lord with what? Serve the Lord with what? It's like a waiter with no arms. Serve the Lord with what? 
<laughs> ain't no honor in it. And I'm trying to explain to her, people think they about to get over on God and it's no honor in it. God, ain't gonna, if it's not honorable, God won't accept it because God is honorable. So your no. intent behind trying to evade, really it's avoiding the consequence. Really, that's what it is. I know the Bible talks about David being a man after God's own heart. And yeah, but listen to what David was talking about, though. David wasn't running for them punishments. David said, punish me. Listen, David said, if you if you if I got to go to hell, at least I know you'll be down there with me. God got to honor that. He ain't running from his punishment. I, I did it. Punish me. He on the he on the ground butt naked. Take me. <laughs> he laying prostrate with no prostrate cancer. Take me. <laughs> but guess what though? That's honorable. So these people out here trying to avoid America, prime example, trying to avoid these consequences, it's not honorable. If America just said, you know what? Let's fix this thing and let's get it right now. Let's start with them. Let's start with black people right now. Let's just forget this thing right right now. If America did that, I guarantee the whole the whole world would change. The, the entire planet would change Absolutely. if America did that. I guarantee North Korea wouldn't be, wouldn't be beefing. China wouldn't be beefing. Everybody would get an understanding if we did that. But guess what? We feel like if, they, if we do it and we get what, it, what they're owed and what they're due, it's going to be a consequence for that. Meaning they're going to take what we give them and they're going to run amok on us. But guess what, though, Chris? <laughs> that's part of accountability. You say, I accept it. <laughs> I... That's honorable. The chickens that came just. home. I accept it. But they're in the front yard now. <laughs> they, they, they go, they listen to me. I literally, uh, they they in the front yard. They literally going to be pecking. If you look at, bro, do you know that 22 million people yeah, no, that's crazy. I saw that. unemployment? I think it was at its peak back in 2008, 2009, might have been six, mm-hmm. six or seven million. 22 million people. And you don't think this is going to impact? Think about that. That's 22 million people who can't pay their mortgage. So once these bank loans, uh, once people can't pay the banks back, once the banks can't get paid back, they can't lend no money. You can't lend no money. You can't prop up your business. Can't prop up your business. You can't make no money. You can't employ people. You, when you said Ponzi scheme, that is the American dream, and it's been running on fumes. Oh, a lot of funny for money. A couple now. years now. Yeah, all that, a lot of fake money around it. A lot of fake money. And, and, <clears throat> and they can print all the money that they want because people think, oh, well, they can just print more money. That's not how that works. The less value, the more money that's yeah. in the marketplace, the less your money, the money that you have actually has. This is how you wipe out four hundred one k's and stuff like that. Because that stuff yeah. is funny money. 401k is funny money. Funny money. Insurance, to a certain degree, is funny money. So what folks don't understand, because to your earlier point on what we talked about last week, these things work on probabilities. But what's going to happen is the chickens are going to come home to roost because 22 million and think about 22 it, million and really counting. this thing just yet. Because you got to also factor in counting. the companies that will close or businesses that will shut down Due to this, so it's gonna be more than 22 million people filing for unemployment when this thing is all said and done. As somebody said on TV, there there's gonna be more damage 
from this economy than the, from the virus. It's going to be more casualties from the, the oh, economy than the virus. <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. You already see how they nutting up about $1,200. <laughs> one, one dude I read, one dude done shot his, he done killed his girlfriend or wife or somebody over that check. Then, you know, the one guy last week that killed his girlfriend over suspected uh, corona uh, virus, having been uh, infected with the coronavirus. So people nutting up. You had the one people out there, I think it was in the West Coast somewhere where people was, was leaving their house and they said they had corona. So they cut the trees down in their driveway so they couldn't drive the cars out. Like, so people are nutting up. And now people are protesting against the quarantines and the lockdowns and the all these things. So then the next. <clears throat> so which one is it then? So hold on now. Which one is it now? You 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 can't be scared of the virus <laughs> and scared of the people who got the virus, but you also want to go outside and do what you want to do. See, this, this is what I'm saying. This is why these chickens <laughs> are <turn> goddamn <laughs> beasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and son, <laughs> they're gonna turn into raptors and just start swooping down because this is this is the flagrancy. This is this is what I'm talking about. Like you cannot have it both ways. And to your point, America been riding with that. For I mean, think a very I'm, long time. I mean, think been, about they've been burnt. It's literally people wearing a mask in the drive-through at McDonald's. I'm just like. <laughs> What you gonna do? Take the mask off to eat the hamburger? I said, what you gonna do? My whole thing is, my thing is, I like to see the people outside touching everything with the gloves on. And touch everything Get into on the, the car. <laughs> Put your hands on the. And I, you gotta take. So you gonna. So when you nah, they gonna, 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 they gonna touch. The, listen, the crazy part is, the gloves are gonna be worse than your hands. At least your hands can fight off bacteria and gill viruses and stuff. That's it. Because the gloves ain't going to do that, but collect, collect, collect. So this is what I'm saying about, so I, I, I'm i going to tell you why I am kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, we do need to thin the herd a little bit. Do, do that zigzag you're doing a while. So that's why, man, you you so you see how they do, you, you, old Ralph, old Ralph got that bum left wheel. So they like, look, Get Ralph, Ralph the wrong place. Back for a so we going to pump. We're gonna cut, we're gonna make a we're gonna go a hard we, right we gonna... and then we're gonna shift quick left. Ralph, like, oh, oh I know this place, a hard right, hard right, hard right, hard right. And then <laughs> Bro, boom, say we got it, y'all. And the lion's looking like lunch. And the lion looking like lunch. Got him. <laughs> got him. But yeah, that's what that, that's what's going on, man. It's a thinning, it's, it's a quailing of the herd, it's a thinning of the herd, and um, you know. You and I both know, let's be real, we don't need 7 billion people on this planet. Tina Turner said it best. We don't need another hero. We Let don't. nature do what it does best. We don't need all these people on the earth. I'm around them every day. A lot of them shouldn't even be here. I'm going to be honest with you. They're taking up space. <clears throat> I remember one time, man, quick story. We were going to a club, going to Verve, or I want to say it was Verve, and Everybody was outside trying to get chains together to put into these little parking boxes, you know, the kind you actually put manually put the cash in. Mm -hmm. And there was a homeless guy there and he had change, but he was trying to charge people 
for him to give them change. And so people, I saw two people do it. I said, hold on. I said, I said, the only reason you're able to exist on this planet is because people are nice enough to look after you. I said, and then your one moment to repay society back, you're trying to charge people to get them changed to go into the club? I said, I said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself, man. This is terrible. You should be thanking these people. I said, I, I said, you terrible. Now everybody looking at me like I'm crazy. Everybody, man, he homeless. He, I said, man, I don't care what he is, what he's doing is wrong. He should be giving us change just on the strength that somebody looked out for him every day. So I say, listen, man, I said, you wrong. And I said, what you doing is terrible. And that man looked at me, dog, and he took all the money he had, dog, and put it in my hand and said, you right, and walked off. So what did I do? I took that change, mm. and I gave everybody around there a change to get into the, to pay for their parking. I said, now, I told him, I said, now, y'all was upset with me talking to this dude, and I said, but look what he did. I said, now, I guarantee because he did that, He's going to be blessed because that's how you get blessed. You have to give. You have to be unselfish. Fact. So there are people on this earth, and we're seeing it now. Even if I think that Corona is BS, I'm still not going to make people uneasy by my presence. Meaning I'm not going to run out there butt naked saying I got Corona. I'm not finna be sneezing on people. I'm not finna be touching on people. I'm not finna be doing something to make people uneasy. What I'm saying is I'm not going to be selfish. <clears throat> I keep my beliefs and my opinions to myself. And when I go out to the public, I still follow the guidelines. I still stand six feet away. I still do, don't touch. I still do all kinds of things. My point is, it's a bunch of folks on this earth that's just looking out for self. And the problem is when you get enough of them people on the earth like that, they're going to start destroying the earth. And that's what we've seen. We've seen that there just was a damn hole over, ice, hole over Antarctica or the North Pole the size of uh, three Greenlands. And they say that is rare and a size that has never happened before. Is that the earth responding like, man, get rid of these jugs? I, I don't know. <clears throat> it is because it's and, and even if to that point, it's not just the earth responding. Um, it's something that we. Yeah, we created with our, our flagrant behavior, our disdain for life, honestly, right? Like, even with all this stuff, though, and, and, and again, to our point, somebody winning, somebody losing, somebody losing, somebody winning. The earth has been winning, because, you know, I've shared pictures with you. I'm just seeing all kind of wildlife just pop up. You got certain parts of the, the world where the world is benefiting from <laughs> lack of human behavior and, and, and lack of human activity. So you cannot tell me that climate change isn't not necessarily man-made because yes, climate change <clears throat> over a period of time, but they are definitely exacerbated by human behavior and activity. And we can see this because just think about it, just a month, a month and a half of giving the earth a break, we're already seeing the positive like effects of this in, in natural society, in the natural world. Right? The, ca the, the canals the dolphins up in them things. are clearing up. Dolphins swimming up in there. Ain't been up in there in years. Years, years. They talking about them things as clear as it been since they established the city. 
because folks are not riding the boats and and and, and throwing and throwing there, trash and, and, and all that and all this other <clears throat> kind of stuff. Being flagrant. People talking about how the how the air quality is clearing up in L.A. because people not driving. And they and, and and here's the here's the thing. Think about it. They've always tried to figure out a way to deal with these issues. And the Earth said, get rid okay, of some of I got y'all. you. Hold my beer. I got you. We'll straighten this whole thing out today. And that's what happens. You, just like when you and I played basketball, you always had one rogue lion who probably wasn't from the gym or whatever coming in there thinking, oh, well, these these are these are couple, you know, young to middle-aged guys. These guys ain't no street guys. I'm going to come up here and, and terrorize everybody. And as soon as they got dealt with it, <laughs> the shit was like street fighter. They met their match, got, <laughs> they, they, you know, here comes the new challenger, met their match, met their defeat, and you never saw them again. You remember the one uh, guy? Oh, man. Football? I can't remember his name. Big guy, loud mouth. Man, he, he was got done. hit in that same mouth, and you never saw him again. All that smoke. So got got smoke. hit and folded. And folded. Got punched in his. I mean, folded. like a, like like a, a lunch. I'm talking about he folded. You know what's crazy? We are the. And that's what's. We are the only species on this planet that serves no purpose. The funny thing about us is if we left the earth, it would be better. So we literally serve no purpose Truth. on the planet. We don't make earth better. All we can do at this point is make it worse. So I'm thinking like, wait a minute. If we don't make earth better, then <clears throat> seems like to me, part of the judgment is going to be, what did you do while you was on earth? Because I'm really putting you in charge of something that you really can only damage. All your good deeds and stuff can really not make the earth a better place. I don't care what you do, it can't make earth better. Because everything you'll be doing is literally going to be related to what you've already destroyed. So what you're doing to Earth is not going to make it better. You just kind of curtail the damage you've already caused. So as a species, this is eye-opening for me because I'm thinking and looking back like if the animals are responding like this, Earth is responding like this, then really they don't really need us. Well, you can see that this is one of the principles, one of the fundamental principles uh, that the ancient aliens theory is placed on, that we don't belong here to begin with. Because just like if you were to take uh, a species and put it into a foreign ecosystem, is it going to do one or two things? It's either going to die off immediately or it's going to dominate immediately. There is no in-between. It's not going to go in there and just coexist with everything that's already been there. You see this with all the wild animals that people bring down in the catch and release in Florida, in Miami, in the Everglades. All these people bring over those anacondas. Anacondas are, are not indigenous to the, the uh, Everglades. But you turn them loose and they eat up everything. And now yeah. you got to go in. You got to send in people to go in there and try to kill them. Same thing with iguanas. Same thing with iguanas. So we it, same thing with rats. Rats are not indigenous to America. Rats are not from here. Rats came <laughs> here on the boats with the people who had the boats, and you see what they did. And now, they rats took over one of those very, very pervasive species. Have you seen? Ha, but you also you talk about the impact of COVID. Have you seen oh, they what, oh they they chilling. They walking like brought, they, they brought they like walking. They walking in the middle of the street. Well, they walk in, in the oh, they, daylight, uh, but they also about the cannibalism because they don't yeah. have any food because the restaurants put out yeah, less because food because the, the restaurants yeah. aren't producing the, the, the junk. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they 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 go into town on their own, and they're talking about like not, they, you know, you'll have this family of rats coming up against this family of rats, and the dominant family devours the other family, not just beats them out. And well, you know, in a while, ain't no beating. You know, it's just if I let you go, you a threat. <clears throat> so you got to become lunch. It's either lunch or enemy. Well, well, they well they either the most things in the wild they either kill you yeah. and leave you for dead. They they leave that the vultures yeah. do. Yeah, well, nah, we, them rats is killing. We them do the eat. same thing. So, yeah. I mean, we will be forced to do deal with that. I mean, yeah, we saw you know, the black we seen, uh, we seen Book of Eli. I mean, you know, folk got the shakes. Hell, they t- hell they talk talk about that on um. Oh, 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 that's what a car, uh, uh, old fable, right? Yeah, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, wasn't that the, the witch out of the woods eating the children? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so you want to take a quick Perfect. break yeah, and come right good. back because we're running up on time. I do. All right. And we're back. Two kings and a pod. No faking and no facade. Might have a hot date with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> she might let me beat when we get in that garage. <laughs> Two kings, we're back. Super facts. So you want to get into some of these topics? <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, actually, you, you sent over some great notes, some great talking points. Um, I definitely wanted to talk about the Boosie situation or, the, or, or as you know, everybody know Boosie from his, his famed hit, Wipe Me Down. I want to call this the Boosie Blowback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, dog. <laughs> I wrong, dog. Come on, dog. Boosie's been in some hot water lately for doing what everybody else gets to do, share their opinion on a topic that has nothing to do with them. And <clears throat> he he got some major blowback. He had some pretty inflammatory comments about Dwayne Wade's child. I'll just leave it at that. And what the family, i.e. D. Wade, should or should not do to promote the way his child sees himself or herself or themselves. Herself. And I see both sides. And I don't see how Boosie did not see that he was going to get some blowback from this. I don't. Now that part, this is what's striking me as strange. How did you not know they was going to come for you? Well, I think. I mean, I, I mean, we like wipe me down, but I don't think we like it that much. Yeah, but I think Boosie is in his own bubble because he's he's a popular artist, but he's kind of he's not really mainstream. If I got to call no, him mainstream, not. he's not. So yeah. in his world, he's pretty much unaffected by this kind of stuff because he's pretty much in his own world with his own demographic. This is urban America, urban, really urban Southern America. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, Baton Rouge, uh, you know, so I think he's pretty much removed from the politics of the entertainment industry because he's never really reached that level to where he had to really watch what he said or did. Well, he was in, he got locked up for a minute for that murder charge, but he beat that. Um, I just don't think he's ever been in a position like this where he was given this kind of attention from the mainstream stars. Like, you know, Jay-Z wanted to reach out to him for anything, really. Um, Facts. But reaching out to him, wanting him to apologize to D-Wade is just kind of like, think about it. It's Jay-Z. So, it, you know, it's a different level for Boosie now. I got Jay-Z, I got his attention, I got D-Wade's attention. So it's kind of like, your comments got you moved up into the upper echelon of the entertainment elite, but not for your music, though, for your opinion. And that's a little different. Which is why I would tell Jay-Z immediately to please shut the hell up. If you ain't called me to, to do no songs, to feature on no songs, <laughs> I don't know what you're calling me about. <laughs> the last thing you need to be calling me about is a damn apology. <laughs> So hold on. You, you, hold on. You want me to get you want me to get it right? Let's talk about that bread. Hold on. Let's talk about this compensation. Because that's what you went on the Colin Kaepernick tour for, right? You got involved in that for some compensation. He did that for the people. But listen, so Jay-Z can't. I never spoke to you before in my life. I can't just call you up and say, hey, I need you to apologize to D-Wade and his family. Then I'm gonna owe everybody two apologies because I'm gonna cuss him out too. <laughs> would, would you let would you let a would you let a complete stranger come and correct you? Man, don't even. No, not at all. Okay then. Okay then. Hold up, and not you. Well, especially not you. Especially not you. Now, let's get that straight. Not you. You got enough going Facts. on. Facts. Facts. You got enough Facts. going on. Talking about what the next must do for the next man. Now, my issue with Jay Z is that ain't that ain't between you and Boosie. That's between Boosie and D Wade. So it's kind of funny that Charlemagne's like, you got to mind your business. But I'm like, Jay Z ain't minding his business, and Charlemagne don't mind his. He literally gets paid to run his mouth on other people's business. So now y'all want Boosie to not say nothing. He got to mind his business. But everybody else get to talk. I'm like, I mean, Charlemagne is one of the most flagrant talking people on the air. But he has a book now, so I think he might consider himself a little more dignified. Well, he has to, he has two books. <laughs> and it, 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 yeah, Charlemagne has two books. But I mean, what, black you know, black privilege and what else? Uh, I forgot the that was the one book. Hold on, I'll have to look it up. I want to say he had two books. But anyway, um, he literally gets paid to go on the airways to talk shit about people every single day for five days a week. He's made a career of it. <clears throat> Even having to, to the point where people run up on him. Matter of fact, if he didn't do it, he wouldn't have a career. Black Privilege came out in 2017 and shook one came out in 2018. Okay. That's his book about dealing with anxiety. I knew it was two books. Okay. But I, I just find it amusing, very amusing, that 
here lies again in this country. This is what we do. As soon as a black man say it, like most deaf had one of my favorite lines of all time. He said, when the white boys doing it well, it's success. When the blacks start doing it well, it's suspect. It's like, it's, it's crazy. It is. You got, you got a dude in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue who has done nothing but run his rabbit ass mouth. Foam at the mouth every time he speak. Well, you know, um, things are going to be great. It's going to be great. We're going to make America great again. And a great dumpster fire, yeah, he, he, he definitely added fuel to the flame. But as soon as a black person, now who, to your even earlier point, who in the, who in the hell is Boosie? <clears throat> you're D-Way, you're internationally known. And locally accepted. And locally accepted. Because you're from Chicago, but D-Way, you know, they named the Wade County. Yeah. So Florida adopted you. But listen, man, like I this, this is why I say when I say about when he obviously Charlemagne wrote the book Black Privilege and we talk about white privilege. But we got to talk about these 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 black celebrities because they 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 trying to flaunt and use a privilege that they think they <clears throat> we, we we seen it with Oprah. We seen it with Gail. We seen it with Jay-Z. We seen it with Charlemagne. We seen it with and, Juicy. We seen it with Juicy Smoulet, Smoulet, Juicy Smoulet. <laughs> I like that one better. Juicy Smoulet. <laughs> not smoothie. Not, not smoothie. Smoulet. <laughs> smoothie. Juicy Smoulet. Just, just, like um, just like I remember when Angela, she's another one too, um, Angela Divas. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Ye, but, uh, uh, Amanda no. Diva. Amanda Divas. Or Amanda Diva. When they asked her, they said, why do you think people have a problem with Jesse, and she was just like, "Oh, Amanda Seals, Amanda." I'm sorry, Amanda Seals. Yeah, she used to be Amanda okay. Diva when she was on Death Poetry. Yeah, I remember that's when I first seen her. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. Amanda Seals. I'm sorry, and I like Amanda Seals. But when they asked her why people were upset with with Juicy, she says, "Oh, because he's gay." And I said, "That's not why people were mad at Jesse Smollett. That's not the reason. The reason is because he lied." I said, it's nothing to do with his sexuality. It's because he lied about an event that never took place. And then he had the subway. He had the foot long, no pun intended. He had the foot long in his hand <laughs> and he had a rope around his neck. I didn't know if it was an S&M skit or I didn't know what was going on, but it ain't because he was gay. And I, I just hate the fact that she said that because the average sheep herded mind is going to think you know what it's because he's gay and then run with it and that's really not the case it's because he lied because prior to him doing that whole stunt did anybody say something about him being gay no nobody made a comment about him being gay prior to any of no he, he he was getting work because of it. okay so clearly the issue wasn't him being gay and so when i go to boosie right now i'm like why is jay-z stepping in telling him oh you got some things you want to do if you want to continue those things, you got to apologize to D-Wade. That's basically what they reached out to Boosie and said. I'm like, to me, that's wrong that you all want to blackball this man's career for an opinion. I said, here go my issue. When white folks have an opinion about black people, they act on it. Meaning, facts. white folks don't like black folks. They put action behind not liking black folks. They don't just not like us. They don't hire us. They shoot us. They beat us. They arrest us. They keep us from getting housing. They do all kinds of stuff. But when black folks have an opinion about somebody, it's really just an opinion. 
We don't do anything. We just have an opinion. We don't have any power to enforce anything. So Boosie can rant and rave all he wants. There is nothing he can do to hinder D-Wade's daughter. Nothing. Nothing he can do. But guess what? That wasn't even, even his intent to me. His intent was his opinion on what he thought D-Wade was doing and saying that I don't think you should let your child get a sex change because I think Boosie got confused on transgender and gender. Like, I don't think he knows all the terms, so he thought it was going to be a, sure. a sex change going on at a young age. So he was really harping on don't let your child get a sex change at this age. And I think he's just misinformed on what these terms are because there are a lot of terms. It's transgender, gender fluid, pan pandemic, pandera. It's all kind of stuff going on, Panamera, it's, it's, Panamera. it's all kind of <laughs> stuff going on. But Boosie's Panda like, Panda Express, but Boosie is like, don't do that. And so I think his rant was about that, but I don't think Boosie is by any means a homophobic person to the extent that he's going to try to do something harmful or prevent somebody from the LGBTQ community from doing something. <clears throat> no, it wasn't a homophobic rant at all. It, it, and that's the thing. Here, you know, people never take time out to listen to the context. The context. I people struggle with context, boy. They so to your same especially point black about folks. The segue between the, uh, to your point about the segue between the Juicy Smoothie situation and D Wade's child. Um, it's, it's a beautiful segue because it, they're, they're dealing from the same vantage point because people will say he's wrong because the child um, was born male and now is identifying as female. And to the same point, it's like, this is what I mean about why we're splitting at the seams in this country, because this country was built. What is the First Amendment? Free speech. All right. To right to free speech. They love talking about that Second Amendment. And you got a thousand people, uh, hundreds of millions of people who have an issue with the 13th Amendment. But they forget about <laughs> the first one. I mean, I mean, seriously. But who's really talking about this first one, though? Well, you know why? Because you and I know if they get rid of the first one, all the rest of them is gone. So if the first, Facts. so if you can't say what you want to say, you damn sure can't do what you want to do. So. If the, we don't have the first right, then everything else is going to be null and void at, after that point. So <clears throat> Boosie giving his opinion should just be what it is, an opinion. But but we we but even in the black community, we all came up with shit talkers. That's what they do. They gave you shit about being dark skinned. They gave me shit about being light skinned. They gave you shit about being whatever you was. They gave me shit about being bow legged, a church boy, all these other things. It's like, that's how you came up. No, hold on. They gave you hell about being light skinned and then reinforced it and gave you the dark skin experience. They just <laughs> they just, they just give you hell. They said, nah, you one of us. So yeah. And it's just funny to me that you got Charlemagne on there telling Boosie to mind his business. But I said last time I recall, nobody asked D Wade his child's sexual identification. Nobody asked Gabrielle Union what their child identified as. Nobody peeked through their window and said, what are they doing in the Wade household? And they ran off with some new information. This is something that they shared with the world. And I'm like, 
you can't share something of this magnitude with the world and then expect everybody to say, you know what? I'm 100% in agreement. It's just not going to happen. You and I have a podcast. There are people that are not going to like our podcast simply based on the fact that we are two black men that have a podcast. Simply based Truth. on the fact that, that it's called Two Kings in a Pod. Simply Truth. based on, a, you know what I'm saying? So I don't care what you do, you're never going to get 100% compliance from anybody. So this notion that if I don't agree with something 100%, I can't speak on it, it's ridiculous. And, and isn't it funny but that... But there, there, there have been many, many other people that spoke on that. There's been many other people that were very outspoken about the same situation, not so, just Boosie. So why are they worried about Boosie then? Well, you know why they worried about Boosie. The same reason why I know I know they're worried about Boosie. They, I'm going to use a political term. Can I use a p- political term for this? Go ahead. Because Boosie speak because because Boosie speaking to real America. Mm. That's why they know he got just like uh, just like um, pliers and Ti for a little bit. David <laughs> Banner, think about it. Two kings in the pot. These <clears throat> folks have a real pulse on what's really going on. They do. They they you, you see what he was saying right? You saw what Boosie was saying like he he had a show. They stopped putting the halts on it. They they offered him a show. They finna go. They finna broadcast you in that, in all the homes. So again, obviously, you got more than a platform. You got more than a following. You got something to offer. You got some juice. Mm-hmm. Not juice, say, but you got some juice. Got some juice. And ain't it funny? Now, just think about Boosie's content. Well, think about what his content has been. Let's just say on his mm-hmm. records. He's been talking about slang and shooting, but all everything. All the things that Jay-Z talked about. But okay. Go ahead. But nobody has a problem with him talking about shooting black folks, selling dope, none of that. Getting a whole bunch of women, none of that. Nobody has a problem with putting that in every American household. But you have a problem Facts. with him talking about him not agreeing with how D-Wade is raising his son. It's a, it's a little bit hypocritical that one message is accepted, but the other one isn't. And it kind of it kind of really lets you know where we really stand. And I always say that the LGBTQ community is not a marginalized group anymore. They're not because they have powers that you and I just don't have. There's no way that we'd be able to shut anything down. Now, but have they ever been marginalized? Let's be real about that. Let's be one thousand percent correct about that. How can you run an entire industry in this country and be marginalized? They run the entertainment in this country, period, point blank, and always have. True. And always have. Like, Mo- I'm not going to be cute or coy about that. Most of our stars have been of the LGBTQ community. A- absolutely, because you got Hollywood, you got Broadway here yeah. in New York. You got it all. Got music, theater, everything. And, and, and everybody... And everybody know how they was getting down in ATL and in DC. Okay. So let's be one thousand percent about this thing. I'm not saying some people didn't get abused, get you know mistreated, get mishandled. Some probably have been murdered. But when we continue to use that kind of reaction, that emotional reaction, the same way you said they're marginalized and we got to help them, but our pain and suffering is normalized. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, what's funny, the, the LGBTQ movement started in, I want to say, 
69 or 70 with the event that took place in New York at Stonewall. And it basically was like mm -hmm. a club, a gay club, a bar. And I guess it had rooms in there and they were it said it was drugs in there and it was prostitution. And it's basically everything going on in this in this place. And so the police go in there. I keep in mind, this building was owned by the mob. So the mob owned the building that all this stuff was going on in. And so the police basically, and let's be real, in the 69, 70, it was all that. It was everything going on. Let's be real. It was drugs. Come on. It's it, it, yeah, the time. So them having. Hell, the cops was in on okay. it. Okay. So them having drugs and, and, and money and gambling and sex and all that, it, it was normal. It's, it's normal now. So, but when the police get in there, this was different. The police were asking these people, the LGBTQ members, uh, these people, and this is all documented for their identification. And the people were telling the police no, because they didn't want to get embarrassed. Because, like people were prominent people in the city, they didn't want to get outed for their, I guess, secret lifestyle. So they told the police no. So think about this: you're a marginalized group, but you feel privileged enough to when ask for your ID to tell the police no. So clearly, you don't feel like the police should even be asking you for your identification. And so, and from that people got arrested and all this stuff. And then the next day they came back in with a whole bunch of people to, I guess, protest or whatever, or start a riot or whatever. But my point is when the police went in there, the group that was in there felt like the police didn't have any authority to operate in their quote unquote jurisdiction, which tells me that the police had what never gone in there area. They'd never gone in, in, in Stonewall did anything because they had the drugs and prostitution. So for them, it was business as usual. But all of this started essentially from a sense of privilege, meaning that because I feel like I'm privileged, I don't have to give you my identification. And you and I know, you can't tell the police no but so many times. Eventually, they finna, they finna go Facts. outside your head. And that's what happened. Facts. <laughs> No, well, thank you for that trip down memory lane. I didn't know that, and I'll actually read up yeah. on that because it's good to know. I do remember there was this show on HBO that um, ran for a couple years. It just went off, and what was the name of that show? It was called, um, oh, my gosh, my mind is going blank today. What was it about? It was about the nightlife. It was about the nightlife in the late 60s early 70s in new york city it was called the deuce the show was about and the, and the crazy part this is what's crazy this is how life is crazy it was about this little strip of street in new york city and guess where that strip of street is in new york probably city? with the most prominent part where is it it's kind of one of it's in the most prominent part but it's a specific area is it's, it's between eighth in 7th Avenue, 42nd Street runs between 8th okay. and 7th Avenue. What's crazy is I work right there. Wow. And this show, and this show was on HBO, and the show was going on before I even moved up here. But the last season of the show was just last year. It was called The Deuce, and the show is about all the strip clubs, all the, like you said, drug bins, the hangouts, all the rooms where you know, folks were co cohorting for that type of behavior. Um, 
it's a really good show. It's a really good show. But it was about the nightlife, and it, it involved the mob. It involved race, racial tension. It involved, uh, involved homosexuality, drugs, um, uh, feminism. Uh, like it had feminist groups and how they, their impact was in, the, in, the, in, in New York at the time. It, man, it was crazy. It was a good show. It really showed me a lot that was going on in New York. Because obviously, most people don't really know the many different changes that New York mm-hmm. City has gone through since it's since it went from being New Amsterdam to New York. People forget that that was the mm-hmm. first name of New York, New Amsterdam. But yeah, most of the changes that go on in this country. I mean, you like they literally used to have the little peep shows here in New York, where you walk up there, put your quarter in, and the door goes up. And Five seconds of nipple. Little shake. Yeah. Well, no, they were showing more than that on that show. <laughs> you know, HBO, HBO makes yeah. some good shows, man. They show a lot more. Yeah. But that was pretty good. But, but but I guess what I just want to say with this whole thing is it's just it's just kind of biased that Boosie can't have you telling Boosie to mind his business and when literally Jay-Z is not minding his business and Gabrielle and D-Wade shared their business with the entire world. I just don't understand how that's even a correct statement to make. In that case, nobody in that situation were minding their business. Nobody. Not Charlemagne, not Jay-Z, not Mm -mm. Boosie, nobody. Not even the Wades. They're the ones that share it. Correct. So that's That's, not minding your business. business. They're sharing your business. Absolutely. Um, you wanted to talk about Nicole Irie Parker said her saying she wanted yeah, to be single. Yeah, and then she kind of elaborated, you know, what she meant by wanting to be single. And it's kind of like she wanted to feel single again. Uh, she wanted, I guess, Boris Kojo to kind of date her again. And I think a lot of females, for the most part, have... Uh, buyer's remorse you know we saw Aisha Curry say I want guys to slide in my DM I want guys to holler I think a lot of women have buyer's remorse when it comes to marriage especially when they marry men that are prominent men Um, I think they find themselves in the background not on purpose but it's just you're married to Boris Kojo and it's just I don't know what you thought it was going to be but I mean you I, you married the Boris Kojo. This is what it's going to be. And I'm not saying they have a bad marriage. I just think that like being married to Steph Curry, to whom much is given, much is required. So if you marry this rich guy or this handsome rich guy or this athletic or whatever you marry, it's going to be a give and take in the marriage. And to think that because you married the dream guy that you're going to have a dream life is kind of a setup for failure. Uh, there's always going to be rooms for improvement in your relationship. I don't care what, who you are. I just think in her case, she's suffering from what Aisha Curry suffering from. I don't have that spice in my life anymore. I don't have that feeling of guys being wanted. You know, I'm getting up in age. I'm, you know. So I just think she had a moment of weakness where they start spilling their guts. And the solution is for what? For Boris to do what? Because Boris seemed really unaffected. Even one of their friends said, she's like, I want him to come up behind me and kiss me while I'm kicking, while I'm cooking on my neck. And so the other guy says, I do that, Boris. And Boris is like, oh, you do? 
and just like he didn't even care at all. Like he was unmoved by the whole rant. He was unmoved by it. So I don't know. You know why he was unmoved why? by it? Because she wanted to get married. Facts. She wanted to. Get I know married. she did. And this is this is the trick. This is the trick. This is the trick. Right. This man said, you know what? I love her. So I'm going to give her what she wants. I'm going to marry her because I want to be with her and I want her to be with me. And then you get married and you say, I want to be single again. I want, I want, I want the attention. I want to do this. Listen, this is the same thing I said about, you just said buyer's remorse. I said, you can't, you're not going back to normal. You're going back to familiar. This is what all this means. This is what I'm saying. Like, you and I ask the question all the time, what's going to change? What's going to change? I know if she get out here in these streets today, she's going to lose. And she's going to lose. I'm badly. talking about she get back out there now. She, she's going to lose badly. Aisha Curry, she get out here, she's going to lose badly. There ain't no more rules to the game out here now. It's, it's reckless. Listen, we 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 won bad week from this turn into the goddamn Thunderdome. One man. week. <laughs> One week where Master, where Master Blaster will literally be running <laughs> part of town. <laughs> what Mad Max say on, on Fury, Fury Road, the way, the way I see it, what you want is back that way. She was like, no. She was like, not back here. Yeah. What you want is... He like, what you running over there for? That's... I'm t- I'm telling you, you're going to find it. And that. then they, look, they pan to the then. sea. It's a dead tree in the distance. That's it. There wasn't nothing out there. Nothing. And with a little robot hand, <laughs> she went grabbed up a bunch of sand. Do a warm off. That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It got, it, that's, that's exactly my point. So I'm not sure what she thought it was going to be. And, and listen, I'm not saying that. You know he he doesn't have an obligation to be romantic and, and and but he's a person he's a human being too and this is what we're talking about we're talking about the preference of opinion like he has a right to see how he wants to live his life they don't understand how you know he feeling like I'm pretty sure he probably feeling like I'm married with kids like you don't think I want to go out here and, I'm Boris Dojo warrior he go out here and win. Oh, he, he go out listen. here just like Steph Curry. If Steph Curry cut Aisha loose, he go out here and Man. take over the world. All he got to do is walk in with a little golf glove. That's it. Him out and it's him. over. And he going to win. And he going to win. Because they know who he is. Everybody know who he is. What? You seen that one, you seen that one uh, video meme with the girl looking at him? Oh, yeah. She was behind the bench. And the way she was looking, uh, I'm talking about ready to risk said, it all. Ready to and risk it because you got caught on camera. I'm, I'm here for Steph. Didn't care. And, but <clears throat> what Doc Holiday said, I'll be a Huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah, but I think she did. Yeah, buy, I, I think she's had. Uh, go ahead. I think a lot of women um, they get caught up in the wedding and not the marriage. And so... They've been married for a while, though. And, and, and I made a point. I said, think about this. 
what are the chances of two good-looking people, two actors, actresses, getting together and just living happily ever? There's going to be something missing. It's just the, it's just the universe is like, I can't give you all the superpowers. It's just like Superman. His weakness is compassion. It was kryptonite, but really it's compassion because he don't want to... He don't want to destroy Truth. people when he should. So, God, I can't get, I can't make him Superman and put that dog in him. I can't do both because he's gonna tell, he's gonna terrorize the whole galaxy. I gotta balance it out. So, to think that two good-looking people, y'all both light skinned got the nice eyes, get together, y'all both <laughs> got some money. Like it's just too storybook. There's going to be something missing, and I imagine. What's missing most in a relationship is probably chemistry. You know, I watched them work out one time at LA Fitness over here on Cobb, Acres Mill. I watched yeah, them work out. And I was just like, mm -hmm. I just didn't see any. I don't know, man. I, I I just didn't see that connection. Maybe I was looking too deep into it, but I didn't see it. So I would venture to say that what she was talking about was, in my opinion, was a lack of just chemistry, just having that kind of yin and yang force, that kind of I'm drawing myself to you, you're drawing yourself to me. You know, that, that I don't know. I just felt like that's really missing. But honestly, Chris, I don't think she ever had it. I think she was enamored by the fact that it was Boris Kojo. And he was enamored by the fact that it was probably her and they probably got together and had kids. But the way he looked in that video, he really seemed very unbothered by what she was talking about. Like I'm talking about, he didn't offer no nothing. He just was like, Oh, really? Well, you know, I'm pretty sure he's probably looking at the situation was like, I've given you what you wanted. Like, and then you still want me to like, he, he realized like the next, the next step is death. <laughs> like I'm at the ledge already. The next step is death. Cause now you want something else. What would Hall Nose say? But you want my soul. Use my body, but you want my soul, man. <laughs> you want my soul. Ooh, he say, I say forget about it. I, I can't say go no for go. that. But I understand what he's saying. Man, man, somebody somebody came uh reposted that Hall of Nose. Yeah. With CeeLo. That's still one of my favorite hey, Jam, videos, that was, man. That one e one, one e one, e one, e one, c one. Let's say c one, e uno, he one. Oh man, that's good stuff. All right, brother. Well, it looks like we ran through them like we said we would. Um, yeah. Take this thing to the live. Go to live. All right. Hey, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Two Kings in a Pod, where you know if you press play, you get no faking and no facade. Holla at your boys. <laughs>